Hi everyone, welcome to the Unity Podcast brought to you by Unibridge. I'm Yun Cheng, your host for today. So before we start, here's a little plug about Unibridge. We are a Singapore overseas education community aimed at bridging the information gap and bring seniors and juniors closer together. So if you'd like to join our community, please search us up on Instagram at unibridge underscore sg to find out more. On this episode of the podcast, we have invited Li Zhi, a second-year economics student at the University of Cambridge, to share more about his journey applying for Cambridge and choosing to pursue economics. So, welcome Li Zhi to our show today. Hi. Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, maybe you can give us a brief introduction about yourself first. Yeah, okay. So, um, I'm Li Zhi. I graduated from RI in 2016. Um, it's been a long while. Yeah, and currently I'm studying economics at Cambridge. I've been through the whole application process during university. So, I applied to Cambridge in the second year of my NS. And uh, at the same time, I was, also, I was also applying to a lot of the uh, US universities as well. And yeah, um, pretty fortunate enough to actually get into Cambridge. And right now, I'm really enjoying myself here. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I actually didn't know that you applied for US universities. Wow. So why did you uh, choose to go to the UK over the US? Um, the first reason is because I didn't get into the top universities that um, I was aiming for in the US. And the second reason is that I'm... Okay, the first reason is why I didn't go to the US universities. The second uh, reason is why I chose Cambridge. So for Cambridge, it's because I'm studying economics. I'm planning to pursue economics. So based on what I heard from my seniors, based on what re- I researched online, Cambridge economics is one of the most mathematical undergraduate econ- econs courses. So for me personally, I, I like doing those type of like applied mathematics, those kind of things. I really hate <laughs> writing essays. So that's why... <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's why I, I've chosen to study economics at Cambridge. So actually, right, um, a follow-up question to that would be, why do you choose um, to go overseas, not to go UK instead of maybe staying in NUS, NTU? Because I, I, I do know that over the years, you know, NUS, NTU, the economics curriculum and the economics ranking has been, you know, steadily improving. Lah. So why do you choose Cambridge over um, staying in Singapore? Mm, okay, the, the reason is definitely because I want to like, experience a new learning environment. I think uh, in Singapore, it's pretty small. Um, um, like all the study spaces, all the places I go to study, I've been there before and uh, I'm probably meeting the new, the same group of friends from, from JC a lot more often. But if I go to overseas, like for example, the UK, I get to meet a lot more new people, just experience the new culture and I get to travel around Europe. And I think that that's, that's also one of the big reason Mm. why a lot of people are choosing to study uh, in the UK. You have the opportunity to travel to places that you may not ever have the chance again when you start working. Yeah, so I think it's really this balance of academic excellence with this cultural exposure that draw me here to the UK. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how has your experience been in uh, Cambridge so far? Anything that like caught you by surprise or like Hey, this is this is not what, what I signed up for. Or for example, like, oh, this is actually amazing. Like, can you share with us like both sides of the story? Yeah, so I think Cambridge itself is a very small town. It's not um very exciting. I think the only thing that's exciting about Cambridge is there's a lot of night activities here, like clubbing. So um <laughs> yeah, and um 
it's actually something that a lot of the university students do to, you know, just to uh, chill, just to relax over, especially over this term, which can be very, very packed. So uh, sometimes we just, just go for like a quick one to hour clubbing with our friends and it's very affordable also. So um, that's like one of our favorite <laughs> leisure activities, I would say, during, <laughs> during the term. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, outside the term, there's a lot of uh, opportunities to travel. Like I said earlier, I really enjoy um, yeah, I think like I went to quite a few places like um, Rome and, but I think my favorite city is still London because mm-hmm. I'm just drawn by the order, you know, the architecture. There's like those very modern, mm-hmm. um, very modern architecture. And just beside it, there's those like, very old buildings. So there's a very nice mix of both. And yeah, and I think like those scenery is something that you would never experience in Singapore. Yeah, even even going to other places, looking at all the scenery, looking at all the artifacts, all the tourist attractions. Mm. It makes me really just enjoy this whole university experience in the UK. So that's for uh, my experience so far. Of course, a lot of things isn't going as planned because of the whole pandemic. We just had our lockdown, which lasted for about two and a half months, almost three months. So really looking forward to the reopening of the country, the economy. Then hopefully I'll get to travel again this summer. Definitely. Is the situation in Cambridge like as bad as the situation in London? It's not that bad. I think that we are still kind of like in the low risk region. In fact, the university has put in a lot of effort to curb the spread. We do COVID tests every week. We are grouped into households and we have to get two people just through some random sampling and we will just group in a household and get tested. And if any of us got found out with COVID, then the entire household will be quarantined for 14 days. So I think the measure placed um, by the university is pretty effective. Yeah, and the rates in Cambridge is pretty low. Mm-hmm. So actually, now that we have talked a bit about, you know, the current COVID situation and some of your experiences in Cambridge. Um, maybe can you share with us, um, share with some of our audiences here, um, what would you say is the main difference between, you know, going to Cambridge versus going to other UK universities? Because people like me, I guess normal Singaporeans, you know, when we look at the UK education system, we kind of paint them in like one uniform brush right similar to you know the singapore system you know academic focus you know um, three-year program things like that so but what are some of the more subtle differences i guess that you have noticed while you are studying in cambridge yeah sure so i think for those people who are applying to oxbridge they will know that oxbridge known for the supervision system so this supervision system means that our tutorials are usually held in twos so we have like one lecturer or we call supervisor to two students three students so that really allowed us to you know ask a lot of very in-depth questions it's not like those big class tutorials whereby people are just scared that oh they may disrupt the entire process of the tutorial but um over here we are actually encouraged to you know to ask a lot of questions and there's basically a lot more participation and you are not really scared of like you know disrupting the progress because even if you didn't manage to cover the, the supervision, sometimes our supervisor will just, you know, extend the supervision or they may just organize another one on the other day just to catch up. So it's a very, um, I would say it's a very personal learning process on top of all the lecture series that uh, we have. So I think that that's the most striking difference when you are comparing Cambridge with the rest of the UK universities. The second difference is, okay, I would say that this is not really a kind of like a good trait is that for econs per se is that we have 
very little flexibility. So in the, for example, in our first year, all our courses are compulsory. Like I think I mentioned previously that I really like like applied mathematics. But in the first year, we take five papers. Um, three of them are math-based. And on top of that, we have to study history and politics. So <laughs> yeah, so those are yeah. essay-based papers and they are very content-heavy. So personally, I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoy the learning process, but I think the exams definitely know there's a, there will be a lot of memorization going on. So <laughs> uh-huh. you, you don't really have those flexibility that's offered by a lot of the other UK universities as well as the US universities. So I think that that can be one um, shortcoming in the sense that you are kind of forced to learn some of the papers, some of the modules that you are that you don't really like learning. Mm-hmm. Wait, so this is unique to Oxbridge um, universities, is it? Like the, the kind of like rigidity of the of the curriculum. I think in general, the UK system is a lot more rigid than the US as well as uh, the Singapore system. But I think, um, I'm not sure about the other courses, but I think for econs, there's very little flexibility. In the second year, in the third year, we are allowed to have a bit of flexibility. Mm. But I think that that's still quite, I would say, minimal compared to some of the other universities based on just my conversation with my friends studying in other um, UK universities. Wait, so actually, right, now that, I, now that you mention it, is that also why, like, in UK universities, you can finish your course within three years? Because they, you know, they pack everything so tightly together. Yeah, I think that's definitely the main reason. Compared to the US, you know, the first year, second year, is usually like those type of general studies. You can, you must take like some sciences courses, you must take some humanities courses. But in the UK, no. Once you are in econs, you study everything that's related to econs. So the learning curve will be very, very steep. Yeah. So because Cambridge terms, they are squeezed into eight weeks. So you pretty much have to cover like one huge part of the, of the entire paper. Um, you, you have to cover half of the paper within eight weeks. And that's something that you really must adapt to. And you also need to find the balance between actually working hard as well as play hard. Because if not, you will just be um, stressed out. You'll be burnt out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, sounds <laughs> sounds very demanding. <laughs> like I I know that you also took uh, H two econs back in A levels, right? Do you take history? No. Um, I took history physics. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, back to my point. So H two econs, right? Would you say there's like a huge jump going into your first year in Cambridge when it comes to econs? Um. I think whatever we study in H2 Econs, they kind mm-hmm. of like just scratch the surface. I mean, for those people who took Econs, you never ever see numbers. You never, you, you never ever see numbers. You just draw graphs. You just explain. You, you know, you if like just for example, um, the what, like the Marshall learner condition. You just remember, oh, Marshall learner condition. Yeah, uh, is uh, what happened? What happened? What happened? But over here, we are going back to the fundamentals in the sense that we are using math to support all the claims that we have learned in H2 Econs. Mm-hmm. So there will be a lot of calculus involved. Yeah, there'll be a lot of calculus. So um, just be prepared to do a lot of math, a lot of quantitative stuff to derive answers. And after you have learned all the, whatever you have learned in um, university, you realize that whatever you learn in Econs, they are just like very basic memory work. Yeah. So, but over here, once you really study, deep dive into the fundamentals of econs, you realize that it's actually a lot more exciting. Yeah. You will realize how the behavior of the economy, the macroeconomy can be represented with math. So that's the most amazing thing about, I would say about studying econs is that somehow you realize that all the behavior of the economy can be explained quantitatively. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's really to provide a link between these qualitative observations and the um or the and the quantitative part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, actually, right, since we are on the topic of econs, can you share with us why what made you decide to take econs? Because you know, um, back in JC or like you know when we were we were just frantically studying for for A levels, I think many of us always tend to face this um, kind of dilemma, right? Like, you know, what, what, what do you mean by passion? Like, what, what do you mean, what, what, what kind of stuff we are passionate about? We, I don't even know what jobs are out there, right? So what made you decide to decide that, you know, hey, econs is the right path for me. I'm going to be taking econs in Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I only set on taking econs a few, in fact, just a few weeks before the... Um, I start my application cycle before before that I was actually set on doing engineering because I thought that I, I'm interested physics, in right? yeah, I, physics. I, I really like physics I really like um, uh -huh. yeah I really like the physics and perhaps um, engineering is something that's more suitable for me but after that I really, um I'm just thinking that is that what I um really want is that is that what I really want is that something that I want to um, stick to for the um, rest of my life so um yeah, and I think that at that point of time, I was also quite lost about what I actually want to do next time. So, and that's why I I've decided to take econs first because I think it also has this quantitative rigor that I hope to get from just like engineering, just like physics. Second is that I I feel that it's it's a lot more versatile in terms of um the job prospects. Mm -hmm. Of course, the second reasoning has some flaws in it because you realize that once you go into the corporate world, people are actually looking for diversity. You don't really have to study econs to go into, for example, consulting, for example, investment banking. In fact, right now that's a trend that they also want a lot of engineers in these industries that's used to be dominated by you know the business majors the econs majors so i think these are pretty much the two reasons why uh i choose econs i see i see yeah so um actually right you know you know you talking about econs really made me realize that you know back then we really like basically our concerns were about you know um job flexibility i guess job prospects, um, the ability to have more options down the road. Because I guess at that crossroad, at that point in time, we all like we were all quite lost, right? Oh, you know, what we're gonna do in the future. And you know, settling with econs, that's that's a great idea as well, right? Um and the fact that you go into Cambridge, which is one of the, like the best universities for econ. So I mean that's a that's a win. That's a huge win for you. So um, but you know, you mentioned that you decided to go for econs what a few weeks before the application, before you started your application, right? But you also mentioned that you started your application during your second year in NS. So, what about right after A levels? Why why didn't you choose to apply like right after A levels? Well, I think um, just if just to sum up in one sentence, I want to chill. <laughs> yeah, because I think A level is um. No one wants to experience it the second time. It's, um, it's a very stressful It's period. a big so, fact. <laughs> yeah, so in my first year of NS, I really just went all out to kind of enjoy myself. I participated in a mm -hmm. lot more activities that I liked. Like, for example, Ultimate Frisbee, which I really love playing. And I think probably only after like the first half of my first year uh, in NS, I started to mm -hmm. realize that 
yeah, I need to start setting my direction, setting my goals for university as well mm-hmm. as for the years after that. And that's when I started to get really serious. I went to discuss with my parents. I went back to JC to discuss with the college counselors about my um, career choices and my thoughts. And I think all those feedbacks, uh, I just, I gather them and I just feel that, um, yeah, maybe econs is the uh, better choice for me. And that's when I started, you know, looking at all the universities, shortlisting the um, shortlisting the universities and uh, mm. prepping for the uh, and also like doing all the preparations like you know for example the US you have to you have to see for SAT uh, ACT mm-hmm. um, yeah and so there's a lot of uh, preparation process going on it's not just like oh I want to apply then you send in the application there's a lot more work that's, that needs to be done Um, like you have to also get your teachers to write the recommendations for you so all this you must you need to make sure that you do um, very well in advance before the deadline if not, mm-hmm. yeah, if not, sometimes you, you may run into trouble completing it yeah. before the deadline. You know, now that you mentioned about this, right, actually I realised that this whole NS period, this whole two years, right, is really such a luxury for a lot of the guys, you know, to be able to think through your decision and to come to a kind of um, conclusion after doing your research, after consolidating all of your thoughts. So, since we are talking about preparation during NS, right, do you run into any, like, obstacles while preparing during NS? Right, because I like I understand, you know, we have these two years, right? It's already better than what the girls have. But, um, you know, for some vocations, you do need to, you know, work from Mondays to Fridays. Like, how do you find time to be able to squeeze in your application to take the SATs and things like that? Mm, yeah, so for me, I in my two years of NS, I had to stay in camp for on all the weekdays. So I can get a feel of how most of the NS people who are applying to university is experiencing. So... I think it's really about setting a, a schedule, making sure that you stick to it, mm-hmm. even when you are um, in camp. So, for example, during the admin time after dinner, I would just take out my phone, just use um, mm. because we are, we are not allowed to like bring computers into uh, army camp. Yeah. So I'll just use my phone, open a notepad, and just jot down some ideas. And I'll just also use my phone to do a lot of research. Then, for example, for um for the Cambridge application, there will be a test as well as interview. Yeah, and I will just go online, search for the papers, print them out at home, and make sure that uh, I bring it to the camp and do it at mm-hmm. night during the admin time. So I would say that discipline is definitely very important. If not, it's very easy for you to miss your deadline, mm-hmm. especially since once you enter on Sunday night, next time that you come out will be on Friday. So that's a lot of time lost. So just make sure that you plan very well, know exactly what you are doing for your applications every week. Mm-hmm. So since we are talking about the Cambridge application process, right? So um, how do you approach that whole um, application process because you know for UK universities from what I understand at least you have to kind of write down why you are interested in for example economics right like what did I do in my own personal life in my own scholastic journey that kind of justifies the fact that hey I am interested in econs and maybe you should think of like maybe you should consider me right so how do you approach writing your essays like what do you do in JC that kind of like make you stand out at least in your essay yeah so for me um I think my personal statement my application essay for UCAS which is the platform that's used for applying to all the um, UK universities. So my essay is, I would say, quite uninteresting because I didn't really, like I told you earlier that uh-huh. I, I only decided on econs a few 
uh, a few <laughs> weeks, yeah, a few weeks before the this whole process. So I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really have any achievements. I didn't really have any mm-hmm. achievements. I didn't really do any, you know, participate in any competitions or do any mm-hmm. activities that's related to econs. So what I did was that I just, I, I, and I think this is a a good thing to have. So uh, is to list out all the activities, all the competitions, all the books that you have read in the mm-hmm. past um, four years, maybe from sec three onwards, um, just list them out and see which of them are kind of relevant to econs. Then after that, what I did was that I look at the um, the curriculum of the econs paper in Cambridge. I look at some of the major topics that they'll be covering. And I shall use one or two of the interesting big topics, like for example, international economics, for example, uh, public policy. So from there, I kind of match my previous experience to my my interest. Then you pretty much have the structure of the the essay. The last thing I did was that after deciding on the specific areas of interest in econs, I try to read a book during NS on each topic. So it doesn't have to be very, very um, academic, but rather it's like, um, something that's relevant, for example, public policy, you can look at, you can read some of the interesting books like Urban Planning, which also covers some of the econs concepts when they are in the book. So you don't have to like look at, you know, macroeconomics, macroeconomics textbook just to show that you're interested in macroeconomics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's not the way. They, they want to see that you are actually interested. You are um, you are reading beyond just the textbooks. So, yep. And with all the knowledge I get from reading all the books, I was able to craft out a pretty nice, pretty coherent essay uh, yeah and mm. i and that has allowed me to um secure um all the um the offers from all the uk universities mm. applied to yeah well that sounds great um so actually i think another very important part of the whole oxbridge application process right is the the interview right which is so many people fear <laughs> so how do you approach that interview like what kind of questions did they ask that made you made you feel like, oh, wow, what, what kind of question was that? And how do you, like, approach the whole situation? Because I'm sure they ask really tough questions, right? Yeah, so I think for um for Cambridge, you have... To hear more about Leach's experience with the Cambridge interview, as well as the rest of his university and internship journey, do stay tuned for the next episode of the podcast. And to our audience, if you'd like to hear more of these stories, be sure to stay tuned to our future episodes of Unity. And if you'd like to connect with more seniors and learn more about all things related to studying overseas, do feel free to join our Unibridge community on Telegram. We'll see you guys again in the next episode of our podcast. Bye!